Welcome to Sidetrack. I'm your host, Dennis Kaminsky. Here with me today, my guest, podcaster, friend, uh, Dylan Woolley. Bird up, bird up. <laughs> How have you been, Dylan? I'm doing pretty good. It's been pretty rainy the past couple of days, so it's just been kind of chill, but other than that, fuck winter time. I know. It hasn't even really felt like winter this year, though. Gets dark at 5 p.m. Luckily, it hasn't been freezing cold. It's actually been like 70. I know. But now we're starting to get back down there, so... The world's on fire, baby. Just been staying in and watching movies? Yeah, I've been watching a lot of movies, actually, lately. Anything good? I finally watched Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Oh, good shit. You checked it out, finally? Yep. It's a great movie. Jim Carrey's just got the scruff the whole time. Kate Winslet's got, like, nine different hairs. And Clementine. I know, that's a cool-ass name. So is Tangerine. That's a really good Led Zeppelin song, too. Yes, it is. Goddamn. And those are really good to eat. <laughs> Tangerines. Clementines. Yeah. Yeah, a little Clementine. <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, it was really good. I didn't realize all those people were in Elijah Wood was a piece of shit. Oh, yeah, Kirsten Dunst is in that movie. I know. Spider-Man wasn't even in it. Oh yeah, I forgot about <laughs> that. They did the uh, upside down kiss. Yeah. And like we were like 10 and everybody in the movie theater was like, oh my God. Come on, Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So we're so talking about Eternal <laughs> I know, I got like, it was like a... Director's cut? Yeah, the extended version. Or fan fiction. <laughs> yeah, that one got weird. There have been like way too many sex scenes, but... Yeah, it was good. Mark Ruffalo's in that shit. It's a skinny Mark Ruffalo, so not Hulk Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, younger Mark Ruffalo on that one. Elijah Wood smelled those panties. <laughs> it's a that spoiler. Was... Oh, shit. Yeah, spoiler alert if you guys haven't seen it. It's from 04. <laughs> Who's the director from that? Has he done anything else? I believe so, but I don't know. Who I think it's oh, I think it's uh, being John Malkovich possibly. Or wait, Spike Jones. Oh, that's Spikey Jonesy. I'm fairly certain. Oh, never mind then. Being John Malkovich. Can we fact check that? Thank you. Somebody call in. Give us the answers. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I think uh, what I really like about the movie is it's a movie that once you've seen it once. I know. You go back and watch it a second time. It starts completely different than it did the first time. Because the opening it. scene's the ending scene, and now you know yeah. it's like watching Get Out. Exactly. Yeah, you get the benefit of hindsight. Yeah, that was good. Because at first we were, I was confused, and then I was like, "Oh, that must have been what it's gonna be after he deleted it." Spike Jones is being John Malkovich, correct? Yeah, I knew that. Michael Gondry. What else has he done? Spike Jones did her right. Yes, Spike Jones is also an incredibly popular uh, music video producer or music video director. He was famous for doing those first, I believe, when they transitioned into film. Did a lot of Weezer videos. <laughs> and fucking Buddy Holly hip, one. That hip. blew up. Damn, yeah. Good for him. I think he did Beastie Boys, too. All but right. He's done a uh, yeah, he's done a few other movies. Any other good ones? Nothing that I'm familiar with, but I'm sure his fans would definitely. I, I thought it was creative it. how he bounced through, like, he wrote the movie th telling it through his dreams. Oh, I love that movie. That's got such a creative concept. Uh, I know for almost certain that it won an Oscar for Best Original Screenplay. That was so. a great uh, twist, too, with Kirsten Dunst. They had to erase her memory because they had an affair before, and I was like, ooh! Super spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen quite yet. Yeah. Although, it's from 04. Yeah, I know. <laughs> 15 years ago. <laughs> there is a window. What do you think the window should be for spoilers on something legitimately, like in real time? Like the ending of Game of Thrones, how long after can you start going in and explaining it to people before you think it's like a Probably like move? after a full year. Think it's a year? Yeah. If I'm being completely honest with the way that the internet is now, I think you get a month. 
for real. <laughs> shit gets spoiled like an hour after what has got to go on because people want to be the guy that goes down there to get down there first and be like game of thrones cersei got bent over at the end yeah like, people just want to fucking throw that shit out there as quick as they can on they want to spoil it before it even comes out i actually used to work with somebody uh, when i worked at the movie theater who their job before i was working with them was to go to sets and take pictures and then he just posted it on like fan pages and forum boards and stuff what a scumbag just to kind of spoil <laughs> the movie just kidding i don't even know that guy oh i mean i'm not gonna what say scumbag anything, job but it's a shitty job yeah <laughs> I think that's an incredibly shitty job. It's very rude to the people who are working their ass off on trying to get a cool concept out there. That's probably what the people that work for TMZ feel like, because they're all pieces of shit. In my opinion, (laughs) TMZ is like the scummiest fucking job on the entire earth. Like, I don't care how rich somebody is, you don't have the right to follow them while they're pissing. That's what it feels like. They're like right there on your ass all day, and then they catch you when you're in your most vulnerable spot. And in fairness, celebrities put themselves in some pretty vulnerable positions on a regular basis. But even then doesn't mean you get to just follow him around it's so weird to me and then they're ran by the ringleader that guy with the 19 cups harvey levin that's it harvey levin we're calling you out going at harvey levin (laughs) yep this is a fight you do not want i promise we will lose that legally i guarantee oh yeah they're gonna like take pictures of us over shower and leak them and stuff oh i forgot they got the (laughs) leverage too yeah they're gonna have people in the bushes within the hour i just meant tmz runs that shit man they got that kobe stuff they took the so pictures fast. before the fucking yeah. family even knew and leaked that they're like, I know, that was Kobe died up. in a, that was a helicopter very... accident. That's how we knew. That's how everybody found out. Man, yeah, that shit's fucked up, man. That's such a shitty way. They to have find no stuff boundaries, out. TMZ. Oh, it's all about the clicks. I know. They're just like, we just got to get that revenue and the exposure. Fuck the, people's feelings. Because the cool thing is, for their perspective, I guess that's the benefit <laughs> of being them. You can post it under the like excuse of this is news. And then when people have an issue with it, you can just pull it off, but you've already benefited from the clicks, so it doesn't make a difference. I know, you already got all that advertising. And let's be honest, in the news cycle, very rarely do stories ever have a uh, lifespan longer than just the day that it happened. 24 hours. Exactly. So it's not like in a month you're going to need people to go back and click on that article anymore. So if you got that five-hour pop that they got when that shit happened, because you know damn well that's what happened, Mm -hmm. even though you're the pieces of shit that gave the information to the family... You don't have to apologize. You can just take it off and go, oh, we didn't know. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah exactly. But then you also got 200 million viewers in the last eight hours. You get, so all, that, like, all, right. you get all the ad. People want to buy ads because they see all those clicks. Yeah. So you're like, we're doing it. I know. That's a weird business. That's, you, you, you do the Scrid, Scrooge and McDuck backstroke and the gold coins. <laughs> Did you ever watch DuckTales? A little bit. I've seen the <laughs> meme at least. What are they? What are their uh, names? Huey, Dewey, and Louie? Something like that. I, honestly, I didn't know their names, but I remember there was a Saturday Night Live sketch where they had the two guys from Dick in a Box performing against uh, Dick in a Box. the crazy. What were they called? Uh, Steve Martin and Dan Aykroyd. Oh, a couple of wild and crazy guys. Yeah, they had those guys, <laughs> and then it was Bobby Moynihan. Do you remember that sketch? It was a game show. It was a dating show. Oh, they show. let a guy, a new guy, join them. It was the, I think it was Justin Timberlake hosting, but one of the things they asked, uh, what are your favorite names or something? Oh, and he and was Bobby Moynihan was the regular guy? Yeah. Yeah, and he was like, why the fuck? How am I losing this? I, I know. Every single time so they Bobby. asked him a question, they would do a performance. He's like, did they get the questions <laughs> oh, ahead yeah, of time? Yeah, that actually was a funny sketch. He's honestly, he's really good at playing his role on SNL, which is like just kind of questioning like the authenticity of the sketch. Like, this doesn't make sense. He had that other funny-ass sketch where he was like the... Uh, they were in space or something, and he was on the ship, and he came, it's my kitty cat. Oh, I remember that <laughs> sketch. That's an underrated sketch in my <laughs> My little kitty cat. That's all he just kept saying, yeah. and he had a cat? 
Maybe it no, wasn't good. It wasn't there. He was missing it or something, and then it, it, he pulled it out of a backpack or something, and they were all like, Damn he found, it! He found it dead. Oh, yeah. No! <laughs> I know, man. He knew his role. Yeah, he's a good... <laughs> Keenan was like that, too. I've always felt Keenan was great on Saturday Night Live. He overstayed his welcome, though. He can kind of... Oh, yeah, a lot of guys <laughs> on Saturday Night Live do. But he can blend into the background really well and then jump out and say something hilarious. He always has a good face when they cut to it. He was like... Blend right back into the background. Oh, we don't have video, so it's hard to see what face I was doing for the viewers. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good face. Yeah, this picture, like, when you're playing that board game, Don't Wake Daddy, and you hit the buzzer, and then Daddy wakes. That's the face you'd make. <laughs> you guys ever play that game? I've never. I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, uh, it was like this one. board game. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> it was like this shitty board game. It's one where you got to, like, go around the board, and at the end of the board is, like, Daddy in a bed, and it's a thing... Every time you get a question wrong, I forgot what proc the button press when you pressed it. It was so fucking stressful. Because <laughs> you never knew, like, if you press a button, the fucking dad would launch and his dumbass sleeping cap would fly off and you lose automatically. Oh, I've seen that game. I know what you're talking about. I just didn't own that. I know. Don't wake daddy. It's a weird one. Admittedly, I didn't own too many board games growing up. We only had, like, two in my house. I went to some people's houses and they owned, like, all of them. Which some was... people still even play board games to this day. <laughs> to this day. Yeah, like, people our age. Yeah, I don't I never know. really was a big board game either. They're hit or miss for me. I think it depends on the group you're playing with, to be honest. But I think if you got a good group of people, you can make anything interesting regardless of what it is. Yeah, board games to me, like back in the day, I'd only do it like if I was going to my grandma's house because it's like old school. They're like, you want to play a board game? You're like, I guess. Most board games don't feel like they're very strategic. It's all fate. I know. So then your family just gets stressed like, out. It's all based off beating luck. the shit out of each other and then... You get chips all over the floor, and then somebody gets mad about that, and then they grab your face and shove <laughs> your nose in it so you learn your lesson. Somebody ends up flipping the fucking board game and the f- pieces go flying, and then... You can never play again because you lost half of the pieces because that shit went far. <laughs> I know. And someone always gets too drunk, and then you end up getting the shit kicked out of you and a chair broken over, and the game's ruined, and it's not fun anymore. Your uncle sits on <laughs> the time pieces. Was that the name of that game? Life? Was it Life? That was my always my favorite game because it was so it was like so many different things. Was it, it was the pieces like, on life look kind of like chess humans. pieces, like pawns, right? No, they were human. There was a boy and a girl in life, and you sat in a car. Yeah, um, I maybe I'm not talking about the right game then. That's why I double checked. Which ones are you talking about? Monopoly had remember. the one like the no, I know what Monopoly is. Ones. Which is the one that had the sorry? Was that it was sorry? Fun. Yeah, Where they look. The pieces look like pawns, kind yeah, of. Yeah, that's sorry. Yeah, that's the one that you would go sat all the way on. around and get all, all of them in your little uh, section wherever you started. Yeah, we only had the green and the blue one because my uncle sat on the other two. Oh shit! So we never got him back. Yeah, that's the game. That sounds I was humiliating. At, he did say sorry though, for it's what like, it's worth. Sorry, he won. They always had so many versions of that game. Like they made it like a Disney version, but they did that with all. Uh, they made it with like Monopoly. What was the board game where you would answer trivia questions, and there was like a DVD version of it as well? Oh, Do you shit. know what I'm talking about? That's some fucking. 21st century shit i ain't never heard of a dvd version. i used to have i had a version of it that was like a sports game and you would go on a board and then you would land on a piece and then you would either answer a trivia question with the uh cards or there was a dvd that came with <sighs> it and they would do like video questions it what was a the fairly fuck? it was a fairly popular video or a board game You'd, i don't know that sounds search this wh- for me real quick that sounds trivia way too board modern game. For me. i would look it up but it was out when we were kids and uh, i had a sports version of it i remember that and we would play that and we honestly didn't ever play the board game. We would just jump to the TV. <laughs> yeah, that'd be have the it way ask us questions. Better. Who wants to be a millionaire? 
Probably oh, Trivial that Pursuit. One. That's exactly what I'm that. talking about. I'm was there a Trivial Pursuit for like every kind of category? There's like a Star Wars Trivial I Pursuit. Think so, trivial Pursuit. Yeah, yeah, I had a sports version of that. I had like an ESPN version. So Trivial Pursuit is the game that I'm talking I'm, about. Yeah, I've never played that one. I was very good at that. That's why I was so good when we did that Jeopardy thing on Sacred Time. Oh, yeah. I was like trivia. I know, that's just fun. Like you can go to a bar. We used to do that very often. Face. Oh, trivial maybe pursuit, it was seen it. Seen it. Let me seen see what it. these look like. Seen it? I never seen it's the that. one I'm talking about. Seen it's the game that I had. Yeah, Trivial Pursuit's some bullshit. I've heard of Trivial Pursuit. Yeah, gotcha. Girls Gone Wild? <laughs> Played that when I was a kid sometimes, too. Because you'd always see, like, you'd stay the night, and then it'd be, like, 3 a.m. on MTV, and then that's when you hear, like, the fucking Congos, and they're like, the boo-doo-boo-boo. You're like, oh, shit, here comes the fucking Girls Gone Wild Creepy advertisements, yeah. But that's I've, crazy. Those are on TV like that. It was like 3 a.m. I think a lot of those girls, allowed. I'm pretty sure, were probably underage. That would make them Hell yeah, spring break, and yeah, they're like, we'll give you a thousand close. bucks. So that's wild to imagine them advertising that recklessly on MTV like that, because it doesn't seem like something like that would fly today. I'm also pretty Hell sure no. that the guy from Girls Gone Wild <laughs> ended up getting a really big lawsuit at some point for that exact reason that I just named. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was like a sexual harassment or a rape, possibly, yeah. allegedly. That's a bold claim, so we're going to... I don't know. It's probably not for one. him. He's a girls gone wild guy. But <laughs> I only, just in case it wasn't Rafe. I've only ever seen that in physical, like a physical copy, and once, like someone's ever had that. I have never met anybody in my life that actually owned a girls gone wild, <laughs> or at least knowingly. Yeah, it was a kid. I used to see, hang out with when I was a little younger, and he was. I went over there. We have breaking news on the girls gone wild guy: sexual harassment or younger statutory titty. Yeah, so it was minor. God damn it, Girls Gone Wild. Yeah, I mean, so... it sounds about right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, he's, he's also advertising... I think the problem is it's Girls Gone Wild and not Women Gone Wild. I think oh, maybe yeah. if you would just turn up a little bit and like play it safe with like 30-year-old women, but you know how they like those freshly 18 girls. Fresh for the pickings. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I only ever seen that in person one time. He was like, he was like yeah, I can go in my stepdad shit and grab it. Grabbed it and put it in. I was like, oh, shit, this is crazy. I actually get to see it in person. I remember the first time somebody ever brought porn out when I was a kid. It was a really weird experience, but I was fascinated by it. <laughs> I went to my buddy's house, and his brother had a DVD, and he like told me about it on the way home. He's like, hey, when we get home, I got to show you something from my brother's room. And he put it on, and we played it tight. Like We knew when his mom was getting home, but we let that shit play until like right when she was supposed to get home as opposed to, get to turning that nut it off. off. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then, <laughs> yeah, I remember she came in and like we had to like stop it then. And we knew she was on her way too. We were just like, whoa. But yeah. <laughs> DVD porno was always the worst. They were so shitty. Yeah, I know. <laughs> there was another, yeah, there was a kid that had them. It was again when I was a little bit younger. And he had like not even DVDs, like VHSs like deep in the closet. They would put them on. I'm like, oh, this is crazy. He had a full catalog. Yeah, and he'd always want to jerk off like with separate blankets. Oh, so it wasn't gay. Yeah, that's an interesting concept. (laughs) Yeah, I I guess if there's a blanket there, then yeah, just so you can't see the jerk. You're basically in separate rooms. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, kids do weird shit. I know, man. Kids are always just horned up. You're in middle school, so it's like everyone's just like, what's going? with my body yeah there's a lot of teenage boys bumping uglies it's like uh all the small things everyone's got blink 92 bumping (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't know that part. <laughs> yeah, it's like super middle school shit. <laughs> People are... Pretty sure Blink One Eighty Two is like oh <laughs> one. Yeah, it's like ninety nine. Like, I know. It just, just seems like teenage angst to me. I understand completely. Those are all the movies we were watching. When we were kids too. Not another teen movie. Shit like that. <laughs> the date movie. What those were horrible. Called? The bad parody movies. I know that was such our generation though. More like epic movie and stuff epic like movie. That. When they got that. Uh, what's that blue chick from uh, Mystique. Digimon? Mystique. The Digimon from X Men. <laughs> X Men. Yeah, she was. She got her to turn into like fat Britney Spears or something. Yeah, I remember that was funny. It, it always takes funny. crazy turns. I remember actually from that. I was hanging out at a buddy's house, and during that scene, we were watching it. Okay, so on the PlayStation Three, <laughs> you could turn it up to one twenty-five speed. So everything we were really fast, like did it. And uh, uh, while we were listening to it, uh, we watched that movie on one twenty-five. And we were just playing lines that we thought we were funny because we were like twelve or thirteen. When she years started old. shaking her underarm, and I'm during like, that bloop. scene, what happens is Carmen Electra's mystique. Oh, that's right. That's Carmen a sex Electra. scene because they just save something, so she's giving him a reward, or she's trying to seduce him, or something like that. And he's getting her to transform into his perfect kind of a body type. Yeah. And at first, he's like, "Make your boobs bigger," and then they inflate her boobs. And he goes, "Make your butt bigger," and he makes her butt bigger, and he smacks he's, no, her. No, he, he specifically says, "But yeah." He smacks her butt and goes, "Badonka." <laughs> yeah. But on the one twenty-five speed, it's like, "Make your butt bigger." Badonka donk. Oh, it's on the badonka donk part. So we played that badonka donk like <laughs> word like twenty-five times in a row. We just keep replaying badonka donk. Oh, he said that so fast. That's fucking hilarious. God, dude, that fucking that reminds me of that fucking bullshit ass country song that I had to hear a million times growing up. Oh, that honky donk donk, but honky donk. I think that was the opposite actually. He did it backwards. Honky donk, but donky donk. He did the dyslexic version. Who the fuck was that guy's name? Trace Adkins or some Trace bullshit. Adkins, yeah. I'm about to say name. Tim McGraw, but they're all Tim McGraw to me. So Tim McGraw is uh, <laughs> we'll put a boot in your ass. That's it's the American way. Hey, that's Toby Keith. Oh yeah, they're all the same to me. So I said they're all Tim <laughs> McGraw in my mind. <laughs> yeah, fucking Toby, fucking Keith. God damn it! You know what's <laughs> funny about Toby Keith? So they did the uh, I think it was either the Larry Cable guy roast or the Jeff Foxworthy roast. God damn. But they had Toby Keith and Patrice O'Neal on the same roast. And I'm fairly certain Patrice went hard as fuck on Toby Keith when he was roasting Good. him. What did he say? Called Some him racist. Toby Keith shit, yeah. Oh, no. You're talking about what Toby Keith say? No, what did Patrice say to oh, not a Patrice. Toby. I'm not even going to try to do a Patrice set. Because to me, Patrice O'Neal might be like one of the top five or six funniest comedians ever. I know. He is fucking the biggest balls ever. He doesn't He doesn't give a fuck. I'll say anything to anybody. I know. Sometimes for better or worse, but you know <laughs> he's... The thing that I like about Patrice is even when he says some crazy outlandish shit, he sounds like he's at least thought about his position first and he's not just making shit up off the top of his head. Like, he doesn't just say shocking things to come off as shocking. Like, he's usually have... Like, he's put thought into what he's saying and he believes it. I know. And I like that in comedy a little bit. Because, I mean, it's easy to just say crazy, wild shit. You know what I mean? But yeah, he's not afraid of the audience at all. No, He'll he embraces the shit. conflict. Yeah, I know. He's like, embrace it. And that's exactly how he was during that roast. I remember when he was up there. Certain comedians shouldn't be on the stage with celebrities doing the same thing. You I know, know what I mean. Well, I feel like they do that shit on where they're like, this is going to be a great pairing for TV. Because they, mo- they have like the writers <laughs> write the celebrities jokes for them mm, yeah so they try the to time. make them look as good as possible but when you got a guy like patrice o'neill out there you know damn well he's gonna torch everybody <laughs> he's gonna try to outdo everybody because why wouldn't he he can yeah i know 
Here's, Here's the fucking Toby king roaster. Failure. He was the king. Could you how they have fucking roast battle now? That's like a. I think that's a show now. Could you imagine if he was still alive? He'd be the king of that show. Yeah, there's a lot of people who I'd love to see do the shit talking. Greg Giraldo was Greg good. Giraldo would have been a dead. great one. Also yeah, dead. No, that's unfortunate. It's crazy too, because for me, I noticed that um, with like the the comedians that I look at, like when I was a kid, it's a lot of those kind of guys because they were on Comedy Central a lot when I would watch it, and they yeah. were during the roasts and a lot of those stand up acts I saw. And a lot of those guys, like I feel like I thought they were a lot bigger than they were. Like when I talk to a lot of people, I realize they're not. I mean, I know a lot of people know like Patrice O'Neill now because mm-hmm. he's kind kind of like a second life on the internet. Yeah, but there was a minute there where he wasn't getting no love outside of like comedy community, like the diehards. I know. I just I think a lot of people don't follow comedy like that. It seems pretty small. Yeah, Kevin Hart. He just actually came up with a new stand-up on Netflix. I heard. How was it? I didn't check it out. I don't really think he's that funny. I've seen people <laughs> trashing it so far. Damn, I wonder if it's all COVID shit. Probably. It's a tough spot right now. Or like talking shit to The Rock or something. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> that's a bad stand-up act. <laughs> I think if you're stand-up act, like, that's the reason to me Eddie Murphy is such an impressive comic. And Eddie Murphy raw, like, okay, so it's really hard to punch down in comedy. You know what I mean? Because you always come off as pretentious. Like if you're punching somebody who's below you on the social status. And Eddie Murphy was legitimately on the top of Hollywood for a point in time. I know. He had that fucking come up. And sometimes, like when you listen to a Drake song, you hear such Drake shit, it's hard to relate to. You're like, well, I'm not on an airplane with all of these. Like He's naming models by name and you're like, I don't ever even, you know what I mean? Like, I know. He's within calling... the same state as most of these people. He's calling out waitresses and like Hooters in Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, uh, that one chick from Peach Street is in a song, and she got like famous on Instagram. Because it, of she's it. a little more relatable than some of the other people, but <laughs> not anymore. I guess he shouted her out. But the point was, when you're a comic, like when you get to a certain point, it's hard to be funny and talk about hanging out with like the biggest celebrities. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like it's really hard to relate to when you get to that certain status. Eddie Murphy in Raw, he jokes about hanging out with Michael Jackson, and it's fucking hilarious with Mr. T and it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Like he's going at the biggest celebrities in the world, Bill Cosby, Richard Pryor, like all these guys who are huge. So he gets to do those too. And it never feels like he's punching down at them. Like it always, even though he's probably bigger than, I mean, maybe not Michael Jackson at the time, but most of the other people that I just named right there, like he still comes off as like hilarious. Like he doesn't sound like he's just some rich, pretentious dude. He was hanging out with Prince and Rick James. Oh yeah. (laughs) And every right to. He was the shit. (laughs) And then Charlie Murphy. It's a hard spot to hit, though, and I feel like that's where Kevin Hart is sometimes. That was the point to like bring it back around there, is he's so big now that sometimes when you do a stand-up act and he's talking about hanging out with some like major names, it's cool to kind of get the celebrity insight, I guess. Like, there's a part of it that's funny to hear them like just hanging out and shit, but there's also a part of me that's always like, "All right, well, you're not like me." You know, I what know, I mean? man. He's like all the way up there now. He's like a fucking A-list celebrity now. He's yeah, Legit, one of the biggest people. So everybody knows Kevin to get Hart. That big. Well, The Rock's like that too. So yeah, that makes of... sense. And I mean, they're in a shit ton of movies together now. Means you mastered your craft. It's a good thing. It's a good spot to be in from a professional standpoint, I suppose. Oh yeah, I'm sure he's fucking probably one of the top earners. Yeah, it's not gonna hurt his money. Down. Hell no. Dude was selling out football stadiums for a minute, and more That's... power to him because Kevin Hart works his ass off. Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? But it is harder he's to relate like to somebody. Marky who's... Mark kind of schedule yeah i know he's working the ryan seacrest hours where it's non-stop all day every day i know that'll get stressful three thousand projects and you have to get like three hours of sleep two thousand of them aren't really that good yeah i know man 
Yeah, they have to have like private jets because you're constantly bouncing. You have like, all right, I got an appointment at like two, four, nine. You fucking shit all day, every day, Amen. nonstop. More power to them. They're earning that money. Don't get me wrong. I'm very well aware of that. They're putting in the work for it. It's just interesting to watch them because like there's a there's a thing that people like late to the celebrities, mm-hmm. or it's the other way where they like to look at their rich lifestyle and kind of critique it from afar. And Kevin Hart's not so like. He's not the Kardashians, where when you watch the Kardashians, you can. There's kind of like a like satirical element to watching it, almost. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like you're kind of. I don't. You're laughing at them. Yeah, a little bit. It's weird because it's you probably shouldn't be just following their life and shit like that. It's like, <laughs> yeah. There's a certain level of chaos there, and there's a certain like uh, unawareness that they have about how rich they are. Sometimes that makes it really interesting. Kevin Hart doesn't have that. He's too smart to do it. But at the same time, he's so rich that when you see stuff, you're like, damn. But you're just like. You're hanging out with like Obama. I know. You know he's got, I mean? he's like, like with the biggest of the big. You're in that club in my mind, and that's a weird spot. He's a very smart businessman. He's always investing in like shit, and I think he has a company. I'm pretty sure dipping his toes in a shit ton of different waters. I liked how he pushed Tiffany Haddish too. I know, man. He helped the shit out of her, and that's she, I like. She Kevin fucking Hart, blew yeah. the fuck up too. It sucks knocking his comedy like that. You know what yeah, I mean? I know. I wish he would. I wish he would kill it. Maybe I. Didn't, I don't know. I haven't seen the act. I can't I hate really Joe speak Rogan's on it. Comedy too. So. I know it's crazy because guys like that are so important for comedy, but they're never the they're never the biggest talent. Yeah, it's just because they're so how big they are. They can be the voice for all the other little guys, but it just so happens that they're just not some of the best comedians. They're just the biggest. I will say Kevin Hart is at a certain point to me still a great comic. Like mm-hmm. I think his first three major acts, I thought were all great. Uh, I don't remember the names of them, but there's like, I'm a grown little man. Yeah, the one with like Shaq in the crowd. That's the um, one I remember. There's the one before Shaq that I thought was the funniest thing. When I was a kid, there's a bit. Which LeBron was that one too. Yeah. That's, oh, that's when they were both on the Cavs. That's when they were on the Cavs. He shot that one Damn, in Cleveland. weird. And then there's one after that too that I thought was pretty funny. And I think the first time that I saw one where it started to go down for me a little bit was the one he did a football stadium in Philly. You know, it's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, out when you do the Well, I mean, hey. By the way, that's the fact strong, that he's though. packing a football stadium shows he's on a completely different level than Fuck most yeah, other comedians. You don't do that in comedy usually. But then when I watched, I don't know, man, some like Dave Chappelle, he's not pulling a football stadium necessarily, but it's hilarious from beginning until end. Shit, he's doing arenas though now. Him and oh, Rogan yeah. do that joint. That's uh, a beautiful marketing that. right there too. Those guys together. He finally did the pod. I didn't actually get to watch that kind one. Kind of. Not really. It was bad. It's, no, he's not on it. It's Donnell Rawlings, and he oh, drops he in overtakes at the very it end. again. He just jumps oh, in okay. in the last hour. He's just coming to hang out. He just dropped like, by, and then yeah. Although let me go. <laughs> that number is going to be huge because Chappelle's a draw. I know that pretty much gives him the okay to throw your name in on there, so you're automatically going to get at least like five to, or ten million probably. Oh, yeah. I think he was on there for like forty-five minutes. He was on for was he smoking? Yeah, smoking a cig. Damn, he loves smoking a cig. That's his thing now. That's know, like an that's old his, school comic thing. I like card. it. He loves doing it on stage no matter if you're not allowed. He's like, I'm going to do it. Yeah, it reminds me of like the old 50s comics and stuff. It's up there. <sighs> and people thought it was cool and yeah. like, I'm not going to die. Exactly. It's just a nice aesthetic. Everybody did that shit. It's Damn. crazy to look at. And I wish you could smoke cigarettes without getting cancer. Because <laughs> I would totally do it. It's the cool aesthetic. Yeah, and it's just something to do. I get like that. It's with, nice to do. I get like that with weed sometimes, where it's just nice smoking it. Yeah, I mean, and it obviously feel it feels good. good buzz, yeah, but there's like a certain it's... moment where you're like, these ten minutes are nice. Then the problem is, you want those ten minutes again, ten minutes later, and that's where cigarettes will get you. Mm-hmm. Start getting stressed when you don't have them. 
And then you're like, that hypocrite smokes two packs a day. Well, that's only if your parents take your cigarettes. I know, man. You just got to fight for that right. <laughs> I know, man. I only ever smoked cigarettes when I was in college just because my roomie did it when he was drunk. So he was just handing me it. And I was like, hell yeah, I'm drunk too. Let's smoke a cig. Socially smoking. Then I'd put it out in my tongue as a party trick and be like, yeah. And everybody would be like, ah, who is this guy? It's I'm a wild thing to say. That'd be fucking horrifying. I'd be like, ah! Party trick would Sounds go like, south very quick. I know. Those people that fucking swallow their cigarette butts on the internet, like TikTok and Vine, I'm always like, Jesus Christ, how does that not burning your esophagus? I also don't need attention that bad, if I'm being honest. Yeah, why would you want to do that shit? Just to look like a hard ass? You're like, <laughs> I will say, growing up, pride will make you do some dumb things. Pride and prejudice. Like you gotta let go of it at a certain point, because... If you're over like 14 years old doing shit like that. I know. Yeah, fuck that. You can't be a grown man putting cigarettes out on your own tongue and swallowing them. Yeah, why the fuck would you ever want to swallow swords? <laughs> Those fucking. I don't know, man. I don't get that shit either. It's impressive to me that people can do it. But when I watch, all I can think of is like the one time you fuck up, you're going to slit your throat I know, open. man. You're just fucking asking to get fucking cut open by a sword from the inside so you can't stitch it and you're going to bleed out and die. I went to a, a haunted house one time and they had a performer out there juggling uh, fire sticks. Ooh. And he dropped one. God damn it. Did he fall? No, he didn't he fall. He wasn't, he wasn't like on a ball or a unicycle or anything juggling. He was just juggling fire sticks. And one of them slipped. And about 20 minutes later, he was doing swords. And he missed through one of those. Did it stab him? No, he didn't cut his hand off or anything. He just kind of let it drop. God damn. But that was twice in one night. They heard a fucking amateur. And he hour. was throwing swords and fire sticks. <laughs> that reminds me. What what was that shit we watched one time? It was like a. It was like during Halloween, so we watched it just to like get in the mood. It was like. You have to like sign a contract. He would go and meet you at like some restaurant. You have to sign a contract, and then they go there and scare you and kidnap you. Oh, uh, that's a and crazy then, like, haunted act house. like you were kidnapped and beat the shit out of you. It's the something manor. That's the most fucked up thing I've ever the seen. The Bly Manor. I'm just kidding. It's yeah, that show like on that. I don't remember exactly what it's called, but yeah, that's a. I don't like that. Watching <laughs> that was a bad idea. That was a really stupid. Yeah, that was too much. I think that guy enjoyed it too much. He just wanted to live out a dream of being a serial killer with getting away with it because you sign a contract. Yeah, well, I'm double-checking the name real quick, but basically it's a haunted house, and you have to sign a disclaimer that allows them to do a lot of things to you that most haunted houses wouldn't, and they record you, and you get the shit kicked out of you. <laughs> like, they'll smack you in the face and shave your hair, and they'll try... It's like... It's not it's even like a haunted house, really. Shrek forever after. Shrek is love, Shrek is love. Shrek's life. not a haunted house. It's not a horror movie. Yeah, it's like a real thing. It's a real haunted house. It's like, yeah. That's hilarious. Not Shrek Forever After. Although that did traumatize quite a few people. I know. That is very creepy. Yeah. Shrek started fucking a lot. Those Shrek videos got out there. He was like... Shrek is love. Shrek is life. Are you darn donkey? It's ridiculous to me that that's such a meme. But then I looked back and it makes sense. The year it came out, I'm pretty sure it was the... Yeah, it's the McKamey Manor. Thank you. Um, Yeah, that's such a wild concept. Yeah, I would never do that bullshit. Why the fuck? What's wrong with those people that sign up for that, first of all? They just want to go through a crazier They're like, yeah, I can fucking handle it. Yeah, and a lot of them, I, there's been a, a lawsuit or two on them. But you can't. I'm aware of that, but they, they have you sign extensive yeah, paperwork. Yeah, it's very detailed with them. Yeah. I don't know. I did not like it. I thought it was a bad video. I don't encourage anybody to check <laughs> it out, but 
Yeah, don't check it out. It's I hard know. to. It's That's a hard, hard watch. thing to say though, because now they're gonna. Yeah, I know. But that's usually how people stem, stumble upon this. So what's this? Ah! You know what you guys should check out? Huh? Shrek. Oh. Damn it, what's the Shrek song? Somebody once told me. I know, that turned into a meme Smash Mouth. Yeah. That's what I was saying a second ago. I couldn't believe how big of a meme it was. And then I went back and saw, like, that movie did really big numbers at the box office for the time. So I think I'm I sure probably that, saw that in theater. I had that on DVD, actually. I not know. DVD, uh, VHS. Then you start underestimating how many kids were burning through that DVD and VHS yeah, a trillion times. And then you start realizing, like, oh, okay, well, it's a meme because it's been engraved into our brain when we were in our youth. And we all have a, an affinity for Shrek. And we all just watched it, so we get it. It makes sense to us. That movie was, ma- yeah, I've, I've seen that movie a fuck ton of times. Just when I was a kid, I watched it all the time because I As had a, it. I think besides, like, the Star Wars movies when I was a kid, I've seen Shrek... And probably the first two, first three Harry Potters more than any other movie I've ever seen. There was, I remember a kid, he would, he had like, it was a video game, it was Shrek, but it was Mario Party. It was just Mario Party with Shrek characters, pretty much. I used to have a Shrek fighting game. We played that. Dude, Shrek was huge then. They have all that bullshit. It was because you could use all the fairy tales. Do you remember at a video game, at the GameStop, like how they had like the used section and you'd go in there as a kid just because video games were expensive as fuck, like 50 bucks back then. And then there would be the, there would always be the same game I'd see it in every like used section. I'd be like, I've never, ever heard of this game. And it was the cheapest video game of all time. It was always five bucks. It was Burger King Racing. I wish I had Burger King Racing. Dude, I saw it every time and it was always curious because I saw it and it made me laugh. Like, who the fuck thought of that? Did you buy it? Fuck no. Never. It was always there. I don't think anybody ever bought it because it was always in a used section, like no matter which GameStop you'd go to. Does Burger King even have any notable characters besides the Burger King? King. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. McDonald- like, I don't know. Probably like, they probably use like food food items. And McDonald's at least has Ronald McDonald and the Hamburglar and the little purple guy. Yeah, what's his name? I don't remember. I don't care about it like that. But pokey, I guess if you could use those characters, that'd be cool on Burger King Racing. But otherwise, it's probably items. Probably like a fry, a whopper, yeah, a whopper, a large Coke. A <laughs> I know what the Sprite. fuck do they have? Chicken fry. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hot Cheeto, <laughs> cheese sticks. Yeah, they got a little. They always come up with some idea. wild shit. <laughs> fuck the Burger King. Yeah, Burger King's not my favorite of the fast food restaurants. It's always really greasy, and then you have to shit your pants all night. That is true. <laughs> Burger King never fails with the shit pants. Just like White Castle, but I digress on the White Castle. Yeah, we ain't got to get into that too much. The greatest <laughs> thing White Castle ever did, by the way, was Harold and Kumar. I think the greatest thing White Castle ever did is make chicken rings so you could put them on your fingers. Because I did that so much when I was a little kid. Really? Fuck yeah, dude. Nobody else had a chicken ring. That's true. <laughs> like the Infinity It made it fun to eat because you'd put it on your fingers and then just go all the way around. <laughs> So it was a fun thing to eat when it, as a kid. That's what I get. I give White Castle that unique chicken, chicken stuff. I only go to White Castle in like a worst case scenario. I used to have to do it when we worked at the pizza place. Oh because yeah, because you get like off fucking at like twenty four. Yeah, three thirty four in the morning. Sometimes it's like, all right, well, I gotta go get food somewhere, and the only place that's still open around here is White Castle, and. It probably took like six years off my life. Bullshit. <laughs> I know, man. I only I got it like seven times too. Their food is this has like a natural ingredient in every single item on their thing, just to fucking destroy your stomach to the worst capabilities. It tastes like they haven't changed the grease since it's been opened. I think they t- what they do is like they take the grease trap and 
they don't have those black things outside where it's like oozing grease. They just take it and dump it back into the fryers. They're like, we reuse Start our, over in the morning. We're ethical at White Castle. We reuse all of our grease. It is very eco-friendly. That's yeah. Good. Yeah. God damn it. Fucking White Castle. It's also a little racist. What? It's a White Castle. No, back then, in Castle times, there was only white people. Fair enough, I guess. <laughs> then Martin Lawrence came in and changed everything. He was I know. He was knight. the Black Knight. <laughs> yep. He did change everything. <laughs> But uh, I will say, whoever gets clams from White Castle deserves to be in a straitjacket because that's a criminally insane. I didn't even know they sold clams. Yes, White they have Castle. clams on the fucking menu. I think if you get clams from any fast food restaurant, then you probably deserve what's coming to you. Let's be honest. Seriously, man. But you're really taking a chance at White Chat. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's automatic cancer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> probably seems like it. They're just jamming out with their clam out. Are they fried? Fried clams? Fuck yeah. And it's that white castle grease that we just oh, talked yeah. about. The worst kind. Mm-mm. I'm all right there. I don't even know if clams are good. I've never had yeah, clams. Yeah, you can remember like a good seafood place. I've never had clam. I can't speak on that. There's a lot of seafoods that I haven't tried. I just tried lobster for the first time last year. Frizzle my nizzle? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oof. What? That was frizzle my nizzle. <laughs> like, like our boy Snoop. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, lobster's a shiznit. It's like a king's feast. Yeah, I've only had it the one time, and it was all right. It's like a meal fit for a king. I'm pretty sure you kept saying that when we were eating it. It's a meal fit for a king. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, lobster's good as hell. It's like, uh, people always say that like steak and lobster is a victory meal, a big-ass meal. That's always their go-to. I can see it. Like surf and turf. Yeah, I don't know. I've only had it the one time, so I can't really... I've always viewed steak as a celebratory meal. Like I know. You just get a fat-ass steak, and you're yeah. like, yeah. That's you feel like a man. It's like drizzling down your face, a good juicy steak. <laughs> <laughs> Rain it out over your face. That would be disgusting. That would be throw up. Remember we had those uh, stingray steaks that one time when we were in high school? Yeah, I'm going to be 100% honest. I don't know what the hell those were. <laughs> my mom, stingray. My mom bought these steaks one time. <laughs> And when I was preparing them, I was like, these are really thin, and they look like stingrays. Yeah, basically just picture a st- what a stingray's body looks like minus the tail. That's what the steaks look like. So we put them in, and uh, <laughs> I tried uh, making them on the oven, and I thought they were, like, we cooked them through all right. Like, it was weird, but then we started eating them, and they made all of us sick immediately. So we went to Little I Caesars know. and got a hot and ready instead that night. Good old hot and sloppies, am I right? Those things yeah. will, that's another thing that'll destroy your stomach for the rest of the... That probably took 20 years off our life, and then McDonald's every night for, like, a summer probably took, like, 30 years off our life. What do you think is the worst on your stomach? White Castle? I don't know. It's either that. We didn't honestly get that that a lot just because it's White Castle, so, you know, you got to stay away. Okay, so if we're going with the big ones, it's got to be Taco Bell then. No, I was thinking more of, like, I'm just trying. Oh, yeah. What the fuck are those called? Yeah. Uh, $1 McMuffin at like 2 a.m. just because they're not giving oh. a fuck, man. We had that like every single night for a while. Yeah, we were pretty broke, so we just go up there. It was good. And it's high school, so you don't give a fuck about your health. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, fuck yeah. We're young. And then, uh, yeah, you just get McMuffins every night at like 2 a.m. So they just, it's fucking not breakfast. So they're just like, we're throwing this shit around. We're dropping it on the floor. Still tastes good though every time. Oh, yeah. You could definitely taste some floor in those McMuffins. <laughs> you taste the bottom of people's souls. If you're not tasting the floor in any of your McDonald's meals, then there's something wrong with that McDonald's. That's yeah, their TLC. That's their tender love and care. That's the 40 spices or whatever. What's How many spices does KFC have? 
I'm not 100% sure. It's like our so-and-so spices. It's our That's f- like their... Uh, yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about. I just don't remember exactly how many like it is. It's like their Cree. I also <laughs> know if you... like, In order to get the job at KFC, you have to tell the person to go fuck themselves during the interview. Because their think, customer service is not the strongest, generally. I think during the interview, they ask, what are you supposed to say to the customer? They're like, uh, we're out of chicken. I swear to God, I've never... Yeah. That happens to me at KFC all the time. And you're a fucking chicken place, first of all. Like that uh, Chappelle show sketch when they have the shitty office. You know which one I'm talking about? Oh, is that the, like, that's the say, very first episode. Just say you're the manager. It's like, can I speak to the manager? He's like, I yo, am. what's up? I am the manager. <laughs> that's the very first sketch yeah. in the very first episode. The that was their introduction. Eight. Oh, yeah. The Latino guy or whatever. Yep. Damn, what the fuck else is he? And he's really short. But actually, I'm pretty sure that's that, that 16-year-old guy when he's like, I am 12. The guy from Benchwarmers. I'm pretty sure that's the same guy. Oh, that scene's funny. When he draws it in crayon. I don't know, maybe that might be racist, but I don't remember. <laughs> Either way. But yeah, and second of all, KFC is way worse than Popeye's. Popeye's is the best. Yeah, Popeye's is the superior chicken place. I think that that's a fair statement. They have the best spiced chicken and their biscuits are the best. Yeah, Popeye's shit's on KFC. And their chicken sandwich is fucking the best, top-notch, yeah, top-notch shit. They did their thing. Those lines were justified. Fuck what anybody dude, said. The one across from me, it's still like that every single day. Really? Like the entire quarantine, every single day, I'm not even joking you, it's wrapped all the way the fuck around like into Walmart. Hey, man, good for Popeye's. Dude, they're making so much money off that chicken sandwich. Whoever the fuck thought of that marketing, that was the best thing that ever happened to the Popeye. To quote the least quoted Adam Sandler movie to date, Little Nicky, Popeye's chicken <laughs> is the shit. Little Nicky's the shit. Yeah, I think that movie's underrated. I got hit in the face with a shovel. That's exactly what he sounds like. <laughs> it's not a great movie. But there's one scene that's, that's funny, funny as hell to me at the end when they're listening to the uh, music and the people in hell are like, no, listen to this album and it's a Chicago album and they play it backwards and it's Sam talking. And then the two metal guys are like, dude, Chicago is the <laughs> shit. Those are the same fucking guys in Grandma's Boy. That's Dante from Grandma's Boy. When he's like, yeah, yeah and that's always his funniest role when he's just a dumbass and like says some... He always has like a one sentence in every movie that he's in that's hilarious. He's like, dude, it's for you. I think it's the <laughs> devil. <laughs> drive, monkey, drive! Because I don't, I don't know what it is, but every time that scene, I fucking crack the fuck up laughing. Grandma's Boys is also an incredibly underrated comedy. That movie's fucking hilarious. I think it's just the visual of they're getting stoned and then it just... The perfect, they're like, are they? They're talking about driving. Like, I'm baked, man. I can't drive. And then uh, I don't forget the lead guy's name. He's Adam Sandler's friend, but he's like, I can't drive either. And then the monkey's sitting there, and then it just does the fucking cut to the fucking monkey screaming and yeah, launching the wheel around, and they're like, ah! and then he screams, "Drive, monkey, drive!" This is the funniest shit ever to me. That's crazy. Movies. <laughs> Very underrated. I know. Like not enough people talk about Grandma's Boy. His fucking roommates and a very probably uh, racist tribesman from Africa. Oh, the African tribesman. Yeah, he's I like a voodoo that. guy. I forgot what they call his name's him. Name's like Doctor Shivago. Yeah, it's something funny. I no, don't remember. <laughs> that's a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Doctor Strange Love. That's also a movie. Stanley Kubrick. I haven't seen that yet. It's supposed to be funny too. Yeah, it's like a '60s funny. Ooh. So not. Yeah, I know. It's a it's a nice satire. It's a very poignant satire, I believe. But it's not the funniest movie. Doctor Strangelove. Oh wait, that's Doctor Feel Good. <laughs> Motley Crue. I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Funny. Fuck Motley Crue. 
Never been that big of a fan of the Motley Crue. Hell yeah, I've seen them three times, all because of somebody else. And all three times that I've seen them, the act before them kicked their ass. <sighs> yeah, because Vince Neil's probably he's a he is shit. Yeah, he's he is a sad bad man. life. He's, he's like fat, overweight, out of shape. And old, and drinking too much still, and doing too many. He thinks he's still like twenty five. He's like we're fucking partying. It's hard to watch, right? Because I think when you see an artist like Prince, and to me. Prince is synonymous with fashion, right? So it's harder to imagine him not being fashionable than these hairband guys. The hairband guys are allowed to grow up and put on different clothes. And dress, put you know what I on, mean? Like, look like, like a woman. It, well, and that's the thing. Like Prince used to dress crazy. And then as he gets older, he still maintained a sense of style, but he wasn't dressing like a 25-year-old anymore. Yeah, you know what a I mean? he was, And he's more well-known for it. A lot of the hair guys dress the exact same way they did back then. And <laughs> they, it does not look good on their body types. <laughs> no, now they're all leather. fat and giant beer and belly like, and old. When they're, you're 22 years old and you're skinny and your face is thin and pretty and you put on makeup, it looks cool, I guess. When you're 42 <laughs> years old with a goatee and your face is bloated, you're just like, oh god, the mascara doesn't look as cool anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like for a rock star, at least, anyways. Like if you want to dress like that in your free time, you're more than welcome to do what you want to do. But if that's your cool look, I will say one guy that can still pull it off is Alice Cooper because he still looks badass in his makeup. He's still skinny. Too. He also does the makeup for Alice Cooper. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's unique enough where it looks like a horror character. Like they're still trying to look like hot girls. That's the sad part is they won't give it up just because that was like the best. They were just fucking constantly partying, like banging a chick every night. They were like, "This is the best." And now they're like 50 and they're like, I still want to do that. And it just looks sad. Be completely honest, in the history of rock, is hair the worst trend? Yeah, probably. Worse than new metal? To me, those are the two. Uh, yeah, there's some good new metal. There's some good hair too, though. I know, but I think there's more good new metal than there was hair. Who are we considering new metal? Are we talking about System of a Down and yeah, Rage System of Against a Down, the like Machine? Yeah, Rage. Uh, Corn's a little bit right. of good corn. I guess early Slipknot's kind of new metal too. Yeah, Slipknot. Although I'm a little more hesitant to associate them just because they're more metal than new metal. P.O.D. I'm just no, kidding. Yeah, no, <laughs> Is that uh, the Youth of the Nation? We are, we are. Nope, not me. Yeah, they, they're like super Christian. I was going to say, but then in the hair, <laughs> I, to me, Scorpions are legit the shit. I think the Scorpions are an awesome band. I know, they're badass. They're German. And as it's hell. hard to associate them with hair metal. Yeah, I don't even really know if they're hair. But they would definitely be hair in most people's eyes. They were in the genre at the time. They would tour with hair bands consistently. To me, that automatically throws you in there almost. Mm-hmm. Um, Poison's good at times. I got some Poison songs that I like. Uh, ooh, gets tougher after that. I know. <laughs> dome, actually. It is. Dockin', like one each. Dockin' Straight. Oh, yeah. The Freddy Krueger. Um, yeah. Dream Warriors. <laughs> Hell yeah. What else is there? That's a rough one. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe hair metal is worse. I know. Hair I don't know. Because new, honestly. Because there's like songs here and there, but it's only like one. Okay. Like but is bad so hair often. metal as bad as bad new metal? Yeah. There's what's, some shitty what's ass the hair metal. Worst new metal versus the new worst hair. Like, is there anything in hair that's worse than Limp Biscuit or Papa yeah, Roach? Yeah, there's some shitty ass shit. Like, or Papa Roach? Is Papa Roach new metal? I would. I think is Papa that's, Roach like. What's that big Papa Roach? Oh, song? that's Headstrong. I don't know who sings that. No, Papa Roach is Last Resort. Damn it! How does that shit go again? I don't have to sing all of them. It's like, it's <laughs> cut my life into pieces. This is my last oh, resort. God, that song's so yeah. fucking bad. A lot of those when I was yeah. younger, I heard a lot of that shit. That's why I'm asking because, like, having listened to a lot of it, 
Like, okay, even the bands that I can't stand, like most people would consider Van Halen hair metal. Mm. And I think Van Halen's got some giant. some badass music in some spots. Yeah, they have Eddie. Because he can shred. And I can I wonder see... how, how shittier they would be if they didn't have Eddie shredding. I'm not 100% sure, because David Lee Roth was pretty good. Yeah, he was a showman. He was crazy. Yeah, he, he had a cool voice for what he was doing. He always had a, like an interlude in every song. He'd be like, I'm pulling this chick's pants down. We're putting the seat back. Yeah. She's about to p- blow me. Ow! <laughs> Shit like that. <laughs> he is definitely one of them. I think that's one of the biggest factors for me when you're looking at the difference, though. With new metal, the bands that are generally considered new metal, like for me, it's hard. Rage Against the Machine predates new metal by a little bit. But they kind of like, yeah, ushered like it in. They're like the grand, they grandfather, you know what I mean? They're the first of them. But then... Uh, like system of a down, I guess, but they're the know, shit. They're, yeah, they're, they're, they're like fucking, their own genre. They're that's, fucking I know. Out. It's hard to associate they them fucking, with like, something. Do their own thing. That's why they're so incredible. Whereas like new metal, I generally associate with like um, Iron Butterfly, Crazy Town. You know what I mean? Like is Iron Butterfly? Not Iron got Butterfly. In a I got the uh, my song. You know, song's called Butterfly by Crazy Town. You know what I'm talking about? Be my butterfly. Yeah, that's Sugar, it. baby. So a lot of Come those bands me. versus a lot of the hair bands. God, that song's bad. Yeah, new metal's very, very bad. I don't know. It's tough because like when you listen to like like strictly hair metal radio station. You're like, wow, there's some shit. Because it's just like... Generic. The, dude, it's the most simple yeah. music because it's all about just part... The 80s, that's all the 80s was really about, just like partying and having a good time. And that's all the hair metal songs are about most of the time. And all the hair metal people shit on some of the new wave people. And musically, I think some of the new wave music is and far they, better. It's far superior. Hair metal people hate grunge too because they're like, it's too depressing. Just because their music's so like, we're partying. Do you think but it's because it killed like, hair? Cause I think that is why people, they hate it too, and because it's like sad. And most people that I know today who grew up in that era now yeah, have an affi- now have an affinity for like Nirvana and Pearl Jam and Alice in Chains and stuff. Like now they look back and go like these guys weren't that bad. Like these were the better examples of it. Yeah, grunge is amazing. Although if we're talking about like '90s alternative, I think uh, see that's why like to me, new metal and hair got to be the two worst eras in the history of rock because. <laughs> One, like the eras pain. today aren't popular enough to even have their own title. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of like the dark era. I'm trying to think if there's like one specific hair metal, uh, hair, yeah, hair metal song. What's that song? Music called Hair Metal? Hair Metal. Like yeah, hair metal, yeah uh, hair metal. Hair Metal song that's as bad as... Glam Rock is a, another... Yeah. I think that's a little bit more like Bowie, Queen type stuff with the glam rock, but oh, yeah, hair metal built off metal. the pageantry. I know. They didn't do more with it. Like it's more theatrical <laughs> back in those days. Like Bowie is way more theatrical than like Poison it was like or characters something. and concepts. Yeah, exactly. And metal's just like Queen was like a performance artist sometimes. Like they would do some pretty experimental storytelling. Yeah, I know. Music. For the seventies, that's what. It's always crazy to think about. People were thinking shit like that back in the day, and you're like, as it done now, with like zero technology, you're like, damn man, they're on some next level shit. Oh yeah, when you see the shit Pink Floyd did and some of the equipment they had, you're like, how did they get this stuff? Like. That acid must have been amazing. Uh, well, it was, yeah, that acid was a little bit too strong. It took somebody's brain away from him. Yeah. At least he's shining on that crazy that diamond. That's true. It did lead to shine on you crazy diamond, so I guess that whole it, was, album. it was worth it. Yeah, that must. it's scary to think about when they're on their drugs. You're like, damn, they must have came back to real life and been like, so you guys saw that shit, right? We got to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and Time. You get- Somebody's like, write that down, write that down. He's like, I just said time. He's like, yeah, but the way you said it. 
For real, man. He has that voice. His voice is mesmerizing. I love David Gilmore. I think and I was his guitar. having a conversation with somebody about that the other day, and you can hear it in the mute. Like, Roger Waters is such a good songwriter, but Dude, David Gilmore... He can tell like, a story with a guitar. Without the music, you know what I mean? And it's just a perfect collaboration together. But then it's wild because when you take Roger Waters out of Pink Floyd, Pink Floyd's still pretty fucking awesome. That's the those are the two people who I think would be the greatest reunion ever, that are still alive if they fucking put their differences aside and did like one last tour because they're so old. That would be I would go to that shit immediately. That'd be incredible. I, yeah, I think I'd also like. But to they see, fucking hate each other, and they're not on the same level in my opinion. But I would love to see Oasis get back together. That would be huge too, actually. I think Oasis would be really cool. It'd be good for music that would be too. Big, because those '70s bands, a lot of them die before they get a chance to. <laughs> And yep. that's hard to watch, you know what I mean? Or when they do get together, it's really bad. Have you ever yeah, seen when Led sad. Zeppelin got back together for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? It was in like 97 or 98 or something like that. That's sad. And you can watch the videos. Um, it sounds like Robert Plant and Jimmy Page are just trying to play over one another. Well, they hate each other. And you can hear it in the <laughs> performance. Like they're coming together to honor their career and their legacy. And they're just playing hard and fast. And it's not like in a good, aggressive way. It's in more of a like, all right, let's get this over with. And yeah, this is my stage. Like, we're going to outdo each other. It's weird. There's another example like that. It was a couple years back when David Lee Roth got back with Van Halen. It was, a, I guess it wasn't the same kind of example, but it was just sad to watch because he definitely doesn't have it anymore. His voice sounds horrible. So it was just sad. Wasn't that uh, Kimmel? Yeah, he came back on Kimmel. That was their very first one to back together. And he was like, like, it was horrible sounding. You're like, oh. I know it's hard, especially because people have been clamoring for that specific lineup like that. Van Halen, not Van Hagar. I agree completely. And rest in peace to Eddie Van Halen, I guess. Unfortunately, yeah. we got to cover that. That was a timely one, RIP. I guess to that point, um, primarily dead artists, but if you could go to one concert in history, if there's one artist that you could bring back for a show, who would that artist be? Who? Mmm... It's a no-brainer for me if you want to think about it for a second because I think right now it's definitely got to be. I'd love to see Freddie Mercury and Queen together just because the guy could rock a stage like no other and the amount of charisma he had plus how familiar I am with their catalog. Like I feel like that'd be a fucking awesome yeah. show. That or Bowie. I'd love to see Bowie live as I well. I know. That'd be amazing. I, th I'm th I feel like I think I'd go with John Lennon. Would you do a Beatles show or a John Lennon show? Because a Beatles show would make me happier than hell, too. Dude, that'd be insane. A Beatles show? Even if they played, like, a quarter of their hits, you know what I mean? Like, that's still a fucking oh, great this lineup. This is the yeah. fucking Beatles! The set list would be incredible. This is the Beatles! Do you think the Beatles would have the best set list? Yeah. Just because they have the band? fucking, like, every song they have is good. Yeah, it's kind of hard. You could play shit that's kind of obscure and it'd make you happy. Because, like, that's still a hit, though. They have, like, the most popular discography ever. So, like, everybody in the entire crowd would be singing along yeah. at the same time that... It'd be like the most atmospherical concert ever. There'd be a good balance between like epic songs and just fun songs to keep you up and then beautiful slow ballads. And and it's cool with them. Each one of them has their own song, so they'd all get a chance to sing. You'd be like, yeah. that's my favorite. No, that's my favorite. You get a little While My Guitar Gently Weeps, some Helter Skelter. Was Helter Skelter Paul or John? John, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then you got a... He screams. That's a fucking good ass. Blackbird, and you can do a that's little help from my friends. Yeah, Ringo can be yeah, last. Do the rotation. I love that song though. I can't complain. Yeah, he's got a couple of bangers, but he's the worst. Yeah, he's got a fun personality. <laughs> he seems like a cool guy. He's the cheeky one. Yeah, he really is. <laughs> he just comes in and drops a joke. Yeah, 
He's like, well, I was basically the biggest Beatle. And they're all like, yeah, I know you weren't. He's like, <laughs> he's like I got that Skechers deal. <laughs> he's still the, yeah, he's got that Skechers sponsorship. Yeah, Beatles would be a really good one. I'd love to see Jimi Hendrix. That'd make that me would incredibly be amazing. happy. He does the national anthem to open it up. Oh, that'd be great. That would Every be single show. Yeah. Damn, that'd be a good ass. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Right into All Along the Watchtower. <sighs> yeah, that'd... Being stoned at right his concert. Off the bat, I know, that'd be a great one. So, that'd be all hippie-ass motherfucker. There'd be so much tie-dye. All, there'd be so many hippies. I'd love to go to a pot concert. A what? A two-pot concert. Oh, I thought you said a pot concert. I was like, what? <laughs> that just sounds like a... Uh, what's those one Mexican dudes? Which ones? The rappers. Cypress Hill? <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a Cypress Hill concert. <laughs> I'd like to see Cypress Hill, too. That Not as much as all those fuck. other guys. That would be a great be show, fuck. though. Because Cypress Hill's the shit. Yeah, I'd like to see Tupac. I think that'd be a great show. That would be scary. Uh, I'd love to do Outcast. Insane. I'd like that to see Outcast live. I know those guys aren't dead, but it seems like that's probably very unlikely to ever see. Yeah, they're dead to each other. <laughs> they just performed like a year or two ago, though. Didn't they do oh, a Coachella? Shit! Was it Coachella they did? Oh, yeah. That was huge. So maybe they got a little bit and left Damn. in them. They might do a reunion tour. We got tickets to the Rage Against the Machine reunion I tour, but the world's it. never going to let it happen. I feel like it's just going to end up getting canceled just to be safe. I was ecstatic about that show as well. I wasn't ecstatic about the price, but I was really excited to see those guys live. I, I, know, I was Rage. excited to go, and then we could just scream, Anarchy! Anarchy! Just because you would be allowed there, then it'd be too intense not to. Uh, that's another one that just... Uh, that, Rage? Uh, <laughs> Joy Division. I'd like to see Joy Division live, too. That's not possible. I know. That'd be a, probably a depressing show. Then you could jump into some New Order stuff, too, right after, seamlessly, and it'd be no issue. They'd kick the guy off the stage? Yeah, basically. <laughs> or just All bring right, him out at the very end for the closers, like jump into the Joy Division stuff for the last 20 minutes. Yeah, that would be awesome. It's like, by the way, <gasps> we got back. him! Yeah. I know. Sorry for not knowing that guy's name, Joy I Division. don't either, but <laughs> made two great albums. albums of all time. Yeah, those are two good albums. Unknown Pleasures is a very underrated album. A lot of people wear the t-shirt, though. I know that's actually one of the most popular like yeah graphic band tees for some that's how reason. How the Misfits shirt is as well. And usually that shirt pisses me off because the people that wear it don't even know who the fuck that is. That's, that's why I won't wear a Misfits shirt. I don't listen to their music. I know, man. Danzig just got that big long ass thing of hair going down his face oh, like a vampire. Over gelling it. Yeah. <laughs> the funny shit, funniest thing ever to me is uh, what's that show with Meatwad and Cup- Aquatine? Aqu- <laughs> yeah, they yeah. talk mad shit about him. Yeah. Because he's so short and he's like a little man complex hard ass guy and he's punk so he's like <laughs> That episode is funny. That's my Glenn Dadzig impression. Did they have him on an episode? Huh? He gets his ass kicked. Yeah. Yeah. He's the neighbor across the street. I'm pretty sure there's a video of him getting into a fight with somebody and getting knocked out. I wouldn't doubt it. He seems like a fake hard ass is because he's so, a punk guy. Works itself out. Is he a vampire? No. Okay. No. Vampires are cool. <laughs> no disrespect to Glenn Danzig. <laughs> I like Mother. I uh, that's like actually Twist- a very underrated album. I like Twist of Cane, too. <laughs> Twist of Cane. Yeah, that's like a very that underrated album. Well. There's some good songs on that album. Another one that I can't see because they're passed away. I would love to see The Clash live. That would be awesome. That would be awesome, yeah. They have such a good discography. They have a great catalog. And that would be, be a, a fun concert just because they have like feel-good music. And their music's so all over the place that you'd get a lot of different tastes that night. It wouldn't just be one sound consistently. Like They have a very diverse body of music like they experiment especially once you get into what's that album called like uh magnistica or something like that oh yeah it's like some spanish yeah i don't know what the name of the album is off the top of my head but they got a lot of really like that's got experimental uh, music on charlie there. don't surf on there that's my favorite song on that album oh, good charlie song. don't surf hell yeah 
all the good fucking best all the there's so many good songs from the 70s that were just fucking uh vietnam songs about vietnam protesting it oh yeah late 60s early 70s that's a great period for music I, in my opinion when i go back 67 to like 72 is the best five-year period ever and people are more than welcome to debate that with me i love that conversation so please debate that with me not just to debate it just so i can hear what your guys' taste in music is but 67 to 72 man you're talking about uh some of the best zeppelin shit some of the best bowie shit the, Jimmy the Beatles catalog, the Jimi Pink Hendrix Floyd. stuff. You got the Pink Floyd stuff. You got Bob Dylan's Janis best stuff. Jop. Janis Joplin type stuff. And that's just the big shit. That's not counting the Doors and the oh. Rolling Stones. Yeah. Yeah. Never. Jesus. Just some of and those are just the biggest artists as well. Those aren't considering some of the soul artists and some of the funk shit. Santana. I believe Maggot Brain was in 1971. So you got Funkadelic coming out around that time as well. You got okay. Marvin Gaye. What's oh, going yeah, that's on? Right. CCR. I'm pretty sure uh, Clear Inner Visions is 68. Oh, yeah. He was blind Stevie as hell. Wonder. Yep. So that, that period, <laughs> that five-year period of music is fucking incredible. And it's so hard to top. The 70s are definitely my favorite and also the 90s just because I fucking love grunge. I'm nostalgic for the 90s as well. I know because we grew up there too, so it's awesome. I'm realizing that right now. We're watching Buffy all the way through. They're playing grunge. The music kind of kills me because it's off-brand grunge, so it's oh, really annoying. Can't get the rights. But with that being said, just the whole like aesthetic of this show makes me feel like a kid. It's Damn. cool. David Boreanaz is in there. David Boreanaz, yep. I was going to say callback, but that was before we started recording. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck SEAL Team 6. Is that the yeah, name of the show? It's SEAL Team, I think. Whatever the David Boreanaz show on CBS is right now. Yeah, he took a... Shitty turn, it looks like. Nah, dude, he's made so much money. Yeah, I guess think, he's getting big-ass contracts, so he's like, I don't care if this is not fulfilling, I'll I'm take the money. Pretty sure he went Buffy, Angel. straight into Angel. By the time Angel ends, straight into Bones, oh. which was on the air for like 15, Damn, dude, he's had such a good like, TV career. Uh, absolutely. There's a few guys like that. Matt LeBlanc, when you look at his career now, you start realizing... Well, I'm sure he was just good off the Friends money. He was good off the Friends money, but he did a show called Episodes on Showtime. Which got him a decent that. amount of accreditation. Also, I'm pretty sure he's on Top Gear now. <laughs> this is just a TV show. The car show? Yeah. I didn't even know he was a car guy. I didn't either. I think he was also on another sitcom recently, but I can't remember just because I don't give a fuck about Le- Matt LeBlanc. <laughs> yeah, I don't really follow the Friends. But yeah, not a big Friends guy. Me neither. It's no disrespect to Friends. It's just never really been my cup of tea. Yeah, it was that. It, it seemed like to me like it was always a competition between Friends and Seinfeld. Oh, were they the same era? Uh, I but especially just because the '90s, Seinfeld and Friends ran for like two or three years together. Because Friends took over Seinfeld's time slot in NBC, and it also took over its spot as the highest-rated show on television. Damn you, Friends! Hey yeah. man, Friends—they were making like a million dollars an episode towards the end there. You want to know what else pisses me off? The uh, Jersey Shore cast is making a million dollars towards the end every episode. Aren't they back? Yes. Are they still making that money? Probably. I wouldn't they probably they probably so it's like Jersey Shore family reunion. That's what they call it. Oh, so they're not making as much money. <laughs> probably That's not. My, if they're all I back if they're all back, then they don't have the value that they had then if they were doing a million an episode. They just all hang they come back and then to talk about the old shit and then still go out and party, but they're all married. Huh. So it's just like Jim That sounds equally entertaining. I know. They're all just tan and going down to the boardwalk and humping each other. It's still the same old shit. Yeah, it just sounds more sad now. 
That when we were in high school, that was like the biggest show. People went to school and always talked about that shit. I'm gonna be 100 percent honest. I didn't get that cultural phenomenon even a little bit. That's one that never made a fucking lick of sense to me. It was fucking rough. And don't get me wrong, I was at a point in my life where I was pretty against anything super popular, anyways. But in retrospect, I've looked back, like uh, Paranormal Activity, for example. I was really hard on those movies in high school. Yeah, that first one's pretty scary. And they're not great movies still. I don't. I legitimately don't believe they're that good. They're boring. There's a lot of nothing in those movies. And I understand on your first viewing, it creates suspense. But when you watch them back, you're like, okay, there's nothing happening in a <laughs> lot of these scenes. And there's not like a good story to it or anything. Yeah. But it's a little freaky it's fun like it they do the camera stuff really well mm-hmm. like it made sense it looks like a found footage movie for that time and they did like the paranormal shit yeah and the first one set the standard for those kind of movies for a little while it also took a page out of blair witch's book and kind of tried to angle it like it was a real thing exactly yeah and i think that that was another big element to it but when i look back on it i at least get it now I still don't understand jersey shore like that's one that just it never landed with me i never saw the appeal I think it was popular for our, uh, people are just because we were in high school. So like, as everyone's t- people want to party, and that show is all about just drinking, partying, and having sex. So everyone's like, "I love this shit." I remember everybody putting the bumps up in their hair. Yeah, the sneaky bump, look. and then people fucking yelled like, the, "All all their lingo shit." People would say that shit like party, like it's t-shirt time. Yeah, uh, the grenade. I remember grenade. Somebody, what was the chicks. thing that they have? Grenade whistle. Somebody brought one of those to school. Yeah, those got popular. Like Spencer's gifts, people would sell those and buy them and then take them to parties and be like, it's just a Vuvuzela from the World Cup. Could you imagine trying to market a grenade (laughs) horn today or a grenade whistle? (laughs) Hey, don't fuck her. She's ugly. You know what I mean? Like, that'd be a huge store. That would get taken down incredibly quick with the swiftness. That wouldn't work like that today. That's crazy to me. Like I said, it's just weird looking back on it because I'm like, I, I never really fully got it. And now they're back again. (laughs) And they like, a lot of those people bled into wrestling. And that was also annoying. I forgot about that. It wasn't just one either. It's because they're characters. Because they have their character people. So it works kind of. Snooki and Mike the Situation, right? Uh, There was a few of them that went over to Impact Wrestling. That's even more sad. Yeah, it's really sad to watch. I know. For both parties, to be honest. I know. What the hell? Impact Wrestling is a joke. It's always been off-budget WWE. <laughs> I know, they can try their hardest to be other things, and I, I get that there are people who are probably fans, but when you saw that shit, you were watching the off-brand wrestling. Like, it was fun as a kid, though, because I would watch that shit, just because it was like, it's another, and it was crazy as a kid. You're like, this shit's wild. I used to like Impact. And they had Stinker. They had AJ Styles, who was fucking incredible. They had Kurt Angle, Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe was the shit. He was my favorite. So they had a nice little period there where they had a lot of talented guys but no matter what, it always felt, even at its best, it always felt like WWE light. And, <laughs> yeah, I know. And that's they did unfortunate. Some awful shit. Yes, they did. But it was fun, at least. Sometimes. They've also done some of the worst shit. Some <laughs> of the funniest, like... Oh, and Big Papa Pump is the funniest shit. Oh. <laughs> that's, yeah, I was going to say, that's... Some of their uh, bloopers, though, like some of their, like, mistakes are legitimately some of the cringiest but funniest in wrestling history. Because everybody always looks at like that Booker T video where he slipped up and called Hulk Hogan the N-word. or um, There's a few other old ones, like the Shockmaster, where he falls during his debut. Yeah, that's the that's probably the number one. But in Impact, they had some hor- TNA, what it used to be. They've got some horrible things. There was one of them one time. And it was on Spike TV. That's not even around anymore. I know. It was getting a big numbers. It was the men's channel. That show was pulling better ratings than WWE is right now sometimes. Um, It's just really sad. 
there was a match between Jeff Hardy and Sting. And Jeff Hardy is very clearly severely intoxicated in the match. And this is like the main event of a pay-per-view. And it's just so sad to watch. Like they had to fucking on the fly, like end the match in 30 seconds. And he tries kicking out, but they won't let him. And he gets up all mad and confused. And Was Jeff Hardy off that perk again? Oh, he was for sure. Yeah, he was. There was so much perk going, going on in TNA. Oh, that's there was. That was Perk Angle. I know. That was fucking Perk Angle. That's when he was doing moonsaults over the top of the cage. Yeah, like three times a week it felt like. He does that spot every time there's a cage, and he was like 40 doing that shit. That's the only way he was able to because he was off that perk, so he couldn't feel it. Kurt Angle has <laughs> never landed a moonsault in his career. He just takes the stomach bump every single time. And after probably the 10th time, you're like, all right, that's starting to give me brain damage. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you're fucking your body up. <laughs> And now when he walks, it looks like his hips are like mechanical. That might just be an amateur wrestling Probably. thing, though. A lot of amateur wrestlers get the wrestling hips, it looks like. Yeah. You gotta use a lot of hips to wrestle. The pills probably don't help, but still, yeah. They definitely the don't help either, no. Because he looks very rough in the face and like the skin. Yeah, that's And he's only sad. like 40. He's also 45. got neck issues. You can see that as well. That's probably from the moon song. <laughs> that's also from breaking his neck at the or Olympics. The angle slam. Oh, yeah. Boom, <laughs> Is that how you do their impersonation? With a broken freaking neck. It's <laughs> a really good Kurt Angle, I think. He's got one of the funniest people to impersonate, and so is Stone Cold, just because it's funny. And Steve Rock. Austin impressions are the funniest thing ever. People like Ric Flair the most, though. That's oh, definitely yeah. most people's go-to impression. They hit the woo, Brett, some of those or, nice uh, catchphrases. Bret Hart's a funny one. I've always loved a Dusty Rhodes impression, if somebody can pull off a good Dusty. You just got to get a lisp. Mm-hmm. And this would be a plumber. Hell yeah. You got anything specific you want to wrap up on? Um, When you were a kid, did you guys, did your parents ever like a call a plumber to fix shit? Periodically, if there was an issue with something that needed plumbing, like the sink. Okay, so that wasn't me, just me then. But then, he would take like the plunger. I'm just, I hate picturing this every single time, but. There's a lot of suspense. <laughs> Yeah, he would pretty much just plunge the toilet and it would unclog it, so. The plunger? Yeah. Or, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> the plumber? Yeah. So you guys would call a plumber to unplug the toilet? <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. It was the 2010s, baby. You guys couldn't plunge it on your own? I don't think we had that kind of capabilities back then. It was only like, that was like 2010. <laughs> <laughs> now one time i remember a plumber that was a pl family friend so one time like just for money he was like i'll take you along for the day and work with him and at first he was like let's wake up at seven o'clock so i'd wake up at seven o'clock so i was like god damn it this shit's way too fucking early and then before he went started he took me out to breakfast so it's like wait i'm not even hungry at that crack of dawn because i'm too tired so i sat there and like fucking had a force down food and then we go and do the job so i'm like i'm full I don't even know what plumbing was to kind of, I didn't, I thought it was just going to be like, we're going into toilets and like touching shit. So I was honestly, how old were you? Probably like 20. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wasn't like six or anything, but like, yeah, probably like 20. And there was a jackhammer involved. <laughs> Seriously. I'm not even joking. What'd you guys use a jackhammer on? Like to get con move concrete away from the pipes. And I was like, damn, I didn't know you could use a jackhammer. That was also the first time I used a jackhammer. It was very cartoony. Cause that's the only time I remember it. Like Looney Tune. <laughs> Using the jackhammers. Yeah. So it was funny to me. I was like, G -g 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 -g. I feel like I was Bugs Bunny was gonna come in or something. That's funny. Use it against me, because I remember that shit from Looney Tunes all the time. But yeah, plumbing's fucking horrible. Don't ever do it. That was my point, pretty much.
Yeah, I've heard <laughs> <laughs> plumbing is an incredible. And you got to do with a lot of bullshit. <laughs> you got to do with a lot of human shit too. <laughs> I know, man. That's a perfect place to end it off on. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. I'm Dennis Kaminsky. I'm Dylan Woolley. And check out the, my Origami YouTube page. <laughs>